Hey guys, episode 72 of uh, Shooting the Breeze with Bash. And with James. Uh, is this like episode 4 of Relaxed Quarantine? So, yeah, I think it's probably about episode 4 of Relaxed Quarantine, but probably no, ep- episode 5 or 6 of Oh dear God, we've been in our house for 3 months. Yeah, I think it's episode two of relaxed quarantine because the relaxed quarantine is going to come in when we're talking about AEW at me so yeah I think that's when relaxed quarantine kind of came in well pubs and restaurants still aren't reopened so it's not that relaxed well, none essential retailers are opening up slowly 15th is when uh, everything's going to start going live and then They'll monitor that and hopefully come up with some kind of contingency plan regarding kind of the food industry or hospitality, bar, restaurant kind of stuff. The gist of what people are saying, the kids ain't going back to school, let's just say it like that. Yeah, I swear (laughs) to God, those kids, I feel so sorry for them kids. They've been off like, right, they've had no school for like, at that point, six, well, March, six months, April, May, right? June, July, August, September, five months, say, they've not been to school. Can and they're literally going to go back and then they're going to be like, oh, by the way, you've still got to take your exams. I hope you've been doing preparation while you've been at home. When in reality, they've literally been sitting around playing on fucking Fortnite. <laughs> and think about it, you got to cut up the half-term holidays that they had as well. They normally have, they'll have like a week here, a week there. So Those kids are fucked. Feel sorry for those kids, man. My mom, oh. nieces, and nephews, and all that. We've been to school for God knows how long. It's mad. It's scary to think of, but I suppose it's a necessity. But you know, at the moment, the whole coronavirus thing has been put on the back burner. At the moment, there's all a lot going on in the world. Yeah, there's a lot going on right now. It's it's half coronavirus, half you know protests about you know. Institutionalized racism, which we're we're like you know we come from completely different backgrounds, but have similar you know family ties, which yeah. is interesting. You know, so it's uh... we don't we can never condone <clears throat> racism no. in any form whatsoever no. towards anybody or like you know we grew up in a highly mixed culture yeah which is a good thing I I consider us quite fortunate for that yeah I think you know people forget about the things that other culture gives you whether it's food or you know art or music or whatever you know what I mean like TV or you know it's important to embrace all different ideas and cultures in it because they can give you you know like I said we both love Japanese culture and we both love you know Asian food, you know, you like Chinese food, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what else is it, you know, like TV shows, movies, you know, the amount of Tarantino films we love that have, you know, black actors in, you know, it's unbelievable, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, it's, Marvel um, I, movies, you yeah. know. Yeah, I, I don't, I think a lot of this is kind of, um, even, you know, friends or people that you, I don't know, you have on your social media platforms and things like that. You're, you're kind of seeing a lot of people's uh, kind of true colours kind of seeping through a little bit. And it's... Uh, I mean, I've got to the point I hate going on social media. I, I, I can't stand it anymore. You know what, at the end of the day, it's... it's uh... I think people are, you know everyone's stuck in their houses that they're stuck you know the limitations to what they can do in their everyday life their mental health might not be as on point as you know it once was because of what's going on around them and then to be able to look at any media outlets and just see nothing but negativity it's like not good i think everyone's just hypertense as well you know everyone's on edge you know when you're just walking past somebody and whatever everyone's just on edge you know, it's because of you know as well as like people who don't show symptoms they said you you can still have it and that's why people are on edge as well yeah. there's people who walk like you know walk into the road you know and just 
walk past you or whatever. Like I've noticed that I'm an all-round mask because I just wear a mask just because I need to shield somebody in it. Yeah. So I just wear it out of necessity. Um, but you know, you still get a lot of people like moving away, and you know. It's going to be that way for a long time. It's kind of one extreme or the other. When you're out and about and you're having a walk or you're going to the shops, people tend to have common sense. But then as soon as you go into any kind of highly populated area like a town or a city centre, that's when all common sense seems to go out the window. Some people I noticed don't even want to wear masks anymore. A lot of people have noticed too. I don't know, because you went to the shops this morning, so I don't know how you... Yeah, um, there was... Actually, you know what? Not many people were wearing masks. Um, I was, but um, yeah, there wasn't, there was barely anybody around wearing a mask. And that was, I mean, granted, I was on a kind of push bike and I was kind of just flying around here and there, but um, I did go through the town centre and yeah, there was no, there was nobody wearing face masks. Yeah, so it's kind of like, yeah. It's, um, I guess we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks' time, you know. What, what, I think um, the protests, you know, and everything. The protests are going to cause a spike, um, without a doubt. Because it takes two weeks to know, isn't it? So. Exactly. But the thing is, though, all of the everything that's been going on has kind of con- coincided with the whole two weeks to get the data. But it's also the two week mark where everything's beginning to reopen. So they've said, right, all non-essential workers, shops and everything, back to work on the 15th, but then it's round about the 15th that we're going to get the last two weeks' worth of data, and there's guaranteed that it's going to be a spike. So you're going to send people back to work when you're pretty much guaranteed to have a spike in the numbers. So it's a bit of a lose-lose kind of situation. Yeah, it's a catch-22, really, isn't it? So, so I mean, it's going, to, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um... Uh, I I don't know. Oh, I'm just yeah. Um, um I just take just going it. On with it. I've gone like I've gone back to work a couple of days. So I'm yeah. Like, uh, I'm a bit you know here and there with it. You know what I mean? I'm just like I just look at the positives that I'm here. My friends are here. You know, my family is here. Exactly. You know, I got a bit of money to survive on. I'm not, yeah. you know, super, I'm not Mr. Moneybags, but I can get by, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I think that's, for me, that's the most important thing, you know. I mean, I've got my uh, my dad going into hospital bloody on Monday for a triple oh, heart bypass, so that's going to be fun. Yeah, you know, it'll be alright. Yeah. It's one of them. The hospitals are, I mean fair play to the two hospitals that we've recently had to deal with here in the UK they're pretty spot on with you know efficiency kind of hygiene um, you know the mentality of the doctors and nurses is absolutely kind of spot on like they're all you know there for a reason they're all eager to help they're all kind of appear to be happy to be there you know they just genuinely want to help and you know it's a big deal it makes a difference and yeah, I think the when I said to you, you, you it's like the timing of it couldn't have been any any worse, really. It couldn't have. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's tough to see how it goes. I'm touching with everything. Yeah, go sure well, you know point. what I mean? But yeah, I think that's uh, moaning out of the way. Yeah, that's our. Uh, we seem to do it every every podcast <laughs> that we do starts with first ten minutes is kind of you know just having a little bit of a. Conversation about the current events and what's going on, and then uh, into the uh, the wrestling, the wrestling. Yeah. Um, NXT takeover in your house. Yeah. Have you watched it now? Yeah, I watched one of it. Yeah. Did you enjoy um, it? Yeah, I really. Uh, you know what? I've, I've noticed, started noticing more in the empty arena stuff, the actual sets. Yeah. Know, and how they put together the sets, which was quite. Yeah, fun. What was your standout match for the pay per view? For everything. Yeah. I will give it to Balan Priest. Yeah, same as me. To be fair, like them pair just had a 
a fantastic match. And even like every match on there was great. There wasn't a bad match on that table. No, there wasn't a bad see, match. I couldn't see. The, the... There wasn't an awful match. There was bits that were a bit meh, but not even meh. It was just like I felt like it was just a solid show all the way around. I thought. I thought Priest came out as a star in that. But even though he lost, he looked better like, than ever. Exactly. I mean, if you can go in there, I mean, Finn Balor doesn't. A lot of the time, he doesn't get given the credit that he quite deserves. I mean, they brought it up in the um, promo packages. You know, first ever Universal Champion. Um, you know, one of the longest reigning NXT champions. He has never lost at a takeover. I mean, I didn't realise that until they brought it up, and I was, I was thinking about it. I was like, God, he hasn't. He has never lost at a takeover. Mm. And he's faced some, faced some stiff people. Yeah, I mean, he faced Joe, he faced Riddle, he faced. Uh, did he face Nakamura? Uh, have done. Probably. And was he just going out, man? That is a very good question. We'll have to look that up at some point. I just thought I'd remember if um, oh, yeah. Nakamura, when he was in NXT, was on fire. Yeah, I think that would be uh, somebody from the Twitter can answer that one. If they can. I'll have, a, mo- I'll have a mooch in a minute. Um, he faced Job two, three times. He faced Sammy, uh, he's faced Sammy Zayn. Yeah. Uh, um, I think that's all I can remember off the top of Kevin Owens in the ladder match. Yeah. Uh, take over Brooklyn. The ones that are top of my head, I can kind of remember them ones. His face Gargano. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, face Gargano, yeah, and the last one. Didn't he? See, I'd like to see um, something like Finn Balor versus... Um, what's his name? Uh, I know his name's gone off my head. Um, Gary and Cross? No. Oh. oh, he has got star written all over it. Um, Kushida? Uh, yeah, but Kushida's kind of... Lump him in the... J- Cruiserweight division, not, you know, not lump him in. They haven't but really, you know. Yeah. It's sad. That talented. Yeah. yeah, it is. He should be, you know, gunning for Adam Cole's championship. He shouldn't be stuck in the cruiserweight division. What do we do? Rich him off, and it's a shame. I can see Kushi going back to. Like, we'll speak about Japan in a bit, but I can see Kushi going back when his contract's done. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon he got back to New Japan. The way they're opening up things right now as well. I think he's kicking himself in the foot going to NXT. But I suppose mm. we'll talk about that after yeah, we yeah. talked about TakeOver. Um, the six-man tag was really good. I thought the women's match, the first yeah. six-man tag, that kicked it off. I thought that was a good start to everything. It was a I good kind the, of high-paced match. I thought Tegan um, Knox getting a revenge was good. Even I do like Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox is a good, good heel. No, Tegan Knox, the girl. Sorry, not Tegan Knox. Um, Dakota Kai and Raquel. Dakota Kai. I love Dakota Kai. I think Raquel is. She's. She's gonna be. She's gonna be something big. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna need to push her in it. Because she's. Probably what they're looking for in that division: tall and athletic. What's the mm-hmm. name of the girl with the green hair? Strati Blackheart, she's cool. She's good. Yeah, she's. You can she's tell really she cool. she's she'll be women's champion at some point. Not yet, but probably within the next six months to a year. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, then after that, was it was it the Battle of the Baldies? Uh, no, that was later thing? in the show. But what was before then? There was a match before that. Wasn't there? So uh, it was uh, a. Keith Lee and Gargano. Wow, that was a that was a good match. I mean, Keith Lee coming out with the vest with Black Lives Matter on it. Yeah, and the trunks. Yeah, I thought that was a nice touch. I mean, that whole putting him through the purse. Per- God's sake, <laughs> he's got to stop doing that. Well, I don't, actually, no, I don't want him to ever stop doing that. But <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving, don't you? But our favourite one is Adam Cole. We need somebody lighter though that can really fly. Now. My pick, now that he's been signed to NXT, is um, Drake Maverick. Because oh. <laughs> I reckon he could get some distance with Drake Maverick. How do you feel about the Drake Maverick story as well? I thought 
Um, I don't think it was all a swerve. I think it was Triple H kind of heard the outcry and the, you know, the emotion that he showed. And I think that, I mean, I think NXT is a good fit for him. You know what, like, for a guy who come from where, kind of like half an hour from where we live, Mm. and, you know... He's done good. And, you know, he, you know, his story is interesting. He used to work in a bank and, you know, went to do the Indies. Then he left a stable job at the bank to chase wrestling. You know, chase his dream and work in WWE. So. That's because, what I'm going to do. You better get training then. That's why I've got the push bike. <laughs> it just goes to show that, you know, if you really put in the effort, you know, you can't... I'm too, I'm too old to get into wrestling now. I'd have needed to have done it 10 years ago. Yeah, because he's about 32, 33. He's, he's, he's my age. <laughs> yeah. So you can, you know, he still, he still broke through you know, after, what, 20 years? He started in 2000. Yeah. He's, um, I mean... It's the plucky underdog, isn't it? That's what he... He's going to get that cruiserweight title at some point. He is the plucky underdog. Yeah. That's, that's what he is. That's what people, th- you know, think of him. And like, you know... He's the dude that, you know, he's like the small guy that you root for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, like yeah, people, a lot of people are rooting for him, you know, throughout the whole thing, so. You know, I'm happy for him. He's still, yeah. you know, still I'm got glad a job that he got to, uh, you know, remain. Because you don't know where he would have ended up. No. Um, it could have ended up probably at AEW, <laughs> which is, you know. It's one of them at the moment. Like, I think they need to get more indie talent and not, you know, past WWE yeah. wrestlers. But I suppose it's hard exactly. to strike that balance, isn't it? And he'd get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. So I'm Whereas happy... if you leave him in NXT and have him, you got the cruiserweight division. You know, you've got a solid worker there who can chase the belt or you know, however they decide to do it. But um, yeah, I'm happy for him and also happy for um. Drew Gulak, because he has also been given a new contract now, yeah. so he's staying put. I got a pin over AJ Styles. He did. Which was which we'll, interesting. We'll, we'll come to that later, but yeah, that was a bit of a shocker, but fair mm-hmm. play. Uh, um, then yeah. it was, uh, I enjoyed the spot when he's trying to get back into his house. Yeah. And the cameras are there, he's like, open up the door, open up the door, and like nobody comes to open The one thing the I was thinking of, that kid, is solid metal. Now, if you put that in your ring trunks and you're getting thrown around like a rag doll, wouldn't it be very easy to impale yourself? You must have had, like, a pocket in there. Yeah, but even in a pocket... I, like, There's always something in it. It's not like... I don't think, you know, coming up to the next match, I don't think Adam Gold kind of really went through a glass fucking windshield. He cut his arm up. Yeah, no, we'll talk about that match in a minute. But, yeah, I thought they're going... I thought that spot that when you put him through the pit of pest glass was just It was funny. Insane. <laughs> I mean you knew he wasn't gonna win. Um I mean Keith Lee is on a roll. Yeah. Yeah, Keith Lee's just Keith Lee, and he just you know He's a future world champion. Like he if he's handled right because He's one of those you couldn't bring him up to the main roster and then have somebody that is that athletic and that that size legitimately lose a lot. So I won't be surprised when he does get called up. You know, don't be surprised if he's a Money in the Bank winner or a Royal Rumble winner because he will get that. He will get a belt. Yeah. Uh, how did you? And then what was after that? We had the. Was it the Battle of the Baldies? Yeah, I think it was the Battle of the Baldies. Um, for I me, like it's more from the match. Yeah, like I like to me, I don't. Like, for some reason, I don't like his entrance. Like his ring no, work. His ring work is obviously you know. He's a monster. Second to none. And obviously, they're building up to be a monster, but that match made me feel really uncomfortable. Like, um, especially with Champa's neck and all yeah. the stuff that he went through it just made me feel so if that was the aim for it then fair dues 
You know what I mean? I mean, mean Champa but... agreed to it beforehand, so... But every bump he took, like, on his neck and whatever, is that bump outside that he took? The thing is, not many of the NXT roster can kind of dominate um, kind of what's his name like that? Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. What is... God, I'm not putting <laughs> names today. And I don't think it was good for Tommaso Ciampa because I mean, fair enough, he put up a little bit of a fight, but it got you know, he's, good, man. Yeah, and he's one of their top, top, yeah. top guys in NXT. Oh, what do you do with him now? Because if he doesn't want to go to the main roster, <sighs> he's lost that two takeovers. Was it two? They'll two, have two, yeah. They'll have a series of matches. They'll have three matches. Champer will win the next one, and then um, Killian, Killian Cross will. Yeah, but what, what, but what do you do with him? Like, you know, he wants to stay in NXT, but you know, it's kind of like, okay, you, you lost that takeover. You lost in the one final beat match. And now you lost against Killian Cross. It's like, you know, I'd have him. I'd have him next up. I'd probably have him go up against Keith Lee. I guess after main seeing it, it's just. A weird one, eh? Because you thought, you know, if somebody loses three times in a row, they'll be kind of off to the main roster, but he doesn't want to go there. Eh? So, I don't, I don't know what, what they're going to do. Because I like, I like, I like Champa both ways, like when he was being a heel or when he was being, you know, at this stage I mean, coming back. Day, if WWE turn around to him and say, look, you're going to SmackDown, he can't, I mean, he can refuse, but it wouldn't do him any good because they might say, well, look, We've got no programs for you on NXT going forward. So, you know, we obviously don't want to let you go. But then if you went to Raw or SmackDown, you can, you know, you'd be in contention for either, you know, the IC or US title or even possibly the heavyweight title, depending on how well you do. I guess we'll wait and see what they're going to do with it. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with it, and. Who, I think Karrion Cross should be the next person who faces uh, Keith Lee. Yeah, I, mean, I think he'll be the person to take the belt off Keith Lee. Yeah. And then you could have it him go up to the main roster, but I mean, we'll see. But, I mean, overall, that's the one match that did kind of let me down. But Killy, the one thing I can take away from it is Killian Cross knows what he's doing, and he is good. Yeah, like, I've always... I've seen them on the Indies and everything, well, News at Impact and Lucha Underground and things like that, so I've seen him, you know, putting the work and stuff, so he's um, like, you know, he's good. I can't say, you know, he's really good. It's just that interest just puts me off for some reason. I don't know, I like it, but I mean, fair play. Uh, was it the NXT title match after that? And it was, between yeah. and Adam Cole. The, the parts of it, the lights were too bright, and then it was yeah. too dark, and then it was like some things you couldn't see what was happening. I think that kind of put me off a bit a lot. Dream looked good considering everything that's going on in his personal life. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying the way they they filmed no, it. No, I know what you're saying. I mean, I don't think it was um, ideal. They could have done. It would have been better to see it in either a steel cage or even, I don't know, an NXT equivalent of a Hell in a Cell kind of thing. You know, really just make that last match special. Or a standard ladder match. You can't go wrong with a standard ladder match. I mean, like that, turn, like that fight know. pit thing. Yeah, some of, the best, some of the best matches that have ever been done were just basic ladder matches. Oh, you had that fight pit with Timothy Thatcher. And yeah. Which is... Um, I don't know, it, it was a good match, it just felt that, you know, I just think the lighting really kind of took it up, kind of away, because the car lights were too bright, you know, when car lights are too bright, it's kind of, you can't see what's happening, cause it's shining too much. I love the fact that um, Dexter Loomis was <laughs> being compared to the character Dexter. Played by uh, Michael C. Hall in, a sh- in the show Dexter that I love, 
and they referred to him as the dark passenger or the the dark like basically the quoted Dexter a lot and I was just like I love this <laughs> I absolutely love it I love but him he doesn't say anything does he he's just a psycho he's just I've seen him on the Indies as Samuel Shaw so I kind of know his stick it's just I suppose it's, it, it works with no crowd at the moment because you know it's one of them but I, I'm going to see how the crowd decides to react to Killian Cross and Dexter Loomis because I want to of... see how they react to Dream. Well, Dreams obviously. Apparently, we'll there's talk about... that he's going to the main roster. Yeah, we'll but... talk about call-ups in a minute. Um, what else was there? And then there was that the made the triple threat of the main event, didn't they? Which is yeah, a really good was... triple threat. Like great spots. You know, it was uh, cleverly done. The finish, especially. Like, yeah. you know, getting thrown into the window and then jumping off the top was doing a flying crossbody. I think she's one of the best women's oh, yeah, wrestlers sure. in that it's division. Flawless. You know, I, I love her new music as well, but the weird thing is you can't purchase any of the new theme songs from WWE, which is weird. God knows. Like, I sent him a tweet, I was like, what's the crack here? <laughs> you know, I've been trying to get that music for ages, like, just that, you know, that bass drop and then change it. It's just... Get stuck in your head. Charlotte looked good in the match, but then I'm I'm a Charlotte fan. Like to me, she's just the best yes, that they've got. Charlotte ain't gonna. Charlotte has a legitimate gripe that she didn't get pinned in it. So I suppose you can see Io and them having a rematch down the line in it. And then Io Rhea, Rhea, Yeah, Rhea got pinned in it, but Rhea probably will say I didn't have a chance to kick out because blah 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 was in the figure four. Whatever, to be fair though at the ending was a bit because he was sure I think um, Rhea Ripley was a little bit too far away so she basically landed on her face like her legs when she hit the the um, kind of somersault thing she basically just got her in the face yeah I think um, it was um, the moonsault was there and she, it was a bit off but I suppose how are you gonna, you know, when you're in the heat of the moment. Oh no! Over. I just watched it and I thought, oh, that's an easy way to break your nose. I was like, she's gonna walk out of that with a couple of black eyes. Yeah, I I just thought it was a well laid out triple threat because a lot of the times you know, they're kind of a bit clunky. Yeah, I thought that was. I mean, well laid out. As as kind of you know, it's a new thing that they've done and. Overall, it was it was very entertaining. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Yeah, think think about it. this is the first takeover in the quarantine series. Mm. Because before they just they didn't do takeover in April, did they? they just chuck the matches on NXT TV, didn't they? Yeah. So this is the first quarantine takeover. So I thought fair dues to them. Yeah. Uh, I'll give it a solid eight. Yeah, I think I said to you when uh, we spoke on the phone, I said I'd give it a 7 or an 8. Yeah, solid. I, I didn't see... You know, apart from the, you know, Tomasa Chamber, Killian Cross, Battle of the Baldies, it was a... It was just well laid out takeover. It was. You know, um, takeovers have always been the best things WWE have put on. They don't tend to disappoint. No. Uh, and, um, you want to talk about supposed call-ups? So yeah, um, there's a lot of kind of stuff online. You know, the good old the good old internet. Um, there are some NXT uh, call-ups kind of being discussed at the moment. Um, so I mean, first obviously you had Matt Riddle going to SmackDown. The next one that I heard, uh, which I think is actually a really good one, is um, Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah, him uh, going to Raw. <laughs> which I think really good move because I reckon given the right build and if McIntyre does hold on to the title a little bit longer because that's another thing that we'll discuss in a minute um, I think he'd be a good fit for Raw because I mean you know they've basically lost AJ so they yeah. need you know they need somebody in there who could, who's a good worker who's big who can kind of really go for it and I think that's a good fit 
And the other one is Velveteen Dream, apparently going to Raw, which, if you'd have told me that six months ago, I would have been over the moon. I would have been so happy. Uh, but with everything that's going on, it's... A bit murky. It is, and I am eager to see how the crowds react to it and to him, because... It looks like there will be a plan swept it under the rug and what we were saying. But they need to tread very carefully, because... I suppose because there's no live crowds at the moment, it kind of, you know, can bring him up and then bring him out, I suppose. I mean, nothing seems to have come from, you know, police have said, right, we're looking into the matter, but now it's been March, two and a half months. Yeah since all of this kind of came about and you know he's I don't know it, that's one of those things that if you get kind of tarnished with that you know people will always remember Yeah. No, and the thing is he's one of the most young he's one of the youngest but he's also one of the most talented wrestlers in that company yep I'm just putting up the backlash card you were kind yeah. of really down on it, weren't you? There's not really any matches that interest me because it's all very predictable. But um, the, 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 at this point, I'll just to, with the whole Velveteen Dream thing, I will just leave it at. I wish and hope that there's an outcome to it, and that it just, you know, yeah, it doesn't just get left or swept under the rug because you know you need to you need you almost it's almost as though you know you need that what's the word like closure on it yeah, you know yeah. if he did it sack him and then let him you know move on and you know he can do whatever he wants to do with his life or you know prove that it, it you know it wasn't him and that you know what he's saying is true and then let him go on and you know do what he can do in that company which is probably become a world champion I guess you know just wait and see I, like you know I'm kind of interested to see the clusterfucks that might happen at Backlash but every time we say like you know it's a bad card they always pull out something half decent so I'm, gonna, right. I'm like a half well, I'm going to be a half glass Form guy, like... Pull up the matches, then, and right, I'll... Right, we I'd, can do a little prediction. Right, Edge and Orton, I don't think it'll be the greatest match ever. I think it'll be good. No, I've got a feeling it'll end in 30 seconds. Okay. It's all a swerve. So it's going to be an RKO. Ever, and it's literally going to be... an RKO out of nowhere. And... I'm going to have Edge to lose. Alright, so if I'm... Picking, yeah, I would. I want, you know, I'll pick Edge, even though my gut says Randy Orton, because then he makes it one-one, and then the one have a rubber match at probably SummerSlam or something in it. Great. But so I, we get to see. There's all the people in the world that <laughs> Edge could feud with. Yeah. All the people in that company, and it's going to be three matches with Orton. Probably, yeah. Fantastic. But I, uh, you know, I do. I'll just pick Edge just for the hell of it, but I think you're right with Randy Orton. Let's just put it that way. We got the yeah. the weirdest one with everything that's going on right now. We got Lashley and McIntyre, and what you were saying that they want to give Lashley the belt, which is like I don't mind Lashley. I just I don't know. I don't see him as WWE champion. Well, you know how Paul Heyman's like doing a lot of the booking for Raw yeah. at the moment. He's basically in charge of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, it was his idea to partner up MVP with Lashley and have him as kind of mouthpiece. And then the idea is to put the belt... by the At the end of this either programme that they're doing or could just be at the end of this first match, Lashley is going to walk out as champion. And they're going to set up something with Brock Lesnar. And then apparently they're going to set something up with Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but the, the problem is with Lashley, right? This is 
at the beginning, you know, if you're gonna bring him in as this like badass previous MMA fighter, keep him like that. But then they did all these stupid angles with him, and like, you can't pose him now as a legit threat, like you know. And you know. also, you know, you built up McIntyre as this yeah, absolute monster force, who yeah. beat Brock Lesnar clean, and then you're gonna have him lose to Lashley. You need to build up Lashley more before doing stuff like this. I, I think it's going to be an absolute train wreck. And if they put the belts on Lashley, that's a mistake because McIntyre is killing it. Yeah, you got. We said it'd be a miracle if Miz and Morrison beat Strowman, but it'll be funny just to see it happen. I don't. At the moment, I think Bray Wyatt's currently taking time off because he's had his second child with. Jojo. Yeah. So, uh, which, yeah, congratulations to Bray Wyatt and Jojo. Um, mm-hmm. So he's having a little bit of time off, but I think they're going to pick back up with, at the moment, the killing time because it's going to be The Fiend versus Braun Strowman down the line. So I think this is literally just going to be 15 minutes of Braun Strowman just mauling them pair. Okay. Unless there's a massive swerve and then one of them somehow walks out as champion which I mean I think would be the thing is I, I have I would love to see either Morrison or Miz as champion <laughs> that's the thing but it's never going to happen but I would love to see it yeah um so but no uh Braun is going to retain that okay guess we what's next wait and see him Mm. What about what's the next match on the card? I'm saying okay. Uh, da, 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 da. We got Asuka and Naya. Uh, just give Asuka, really leave Asuka, Asuka just batters the shit so, out of her. Yeah, I hope Asuka just kicks the living hell out of her. And Naya Jax has to retire. On a on a different point, like I forgot to mention, like you know when we we're talking about Eo. Mm. What type of run do you think they're going to give her? Do you think they're going to give her the Asker run? Um, they should. Obviously, they're going to do with Kyrie, but I don't think Ky- like Kyrie is great. Don't get me wrong, but she's not as good as EO. I wish Kyrie Sane was still in NXT so that you could have EO Shirai versus Kyrie Sane. Yes, how do you? What do you think? That, what, strong. What do you think? I have runs. I think she'll have a strong run. I think she'll have a seven to eight month run with that belt. Yeah, and then she'll lose it to somebody like Dakota Kai. Yeah, I'm gonna give her. I'm gonna give her a good six months. Yeah, I have to do with that belt, and you know, I face credible people because that division's full of credible people. Not just flipping Charlotte or Rhea, just like, you know, give other people a shot like Tegan Knox or, you know, a shot to Blackheart, you know, get, get them up to a, you know. The get, next level. Yeah. Yeah. And then really show that, like, the NXT women's division is the women's division of the company. Yeah. If they can push their women's division and make it as good as they possibly can, then... You know, they've basically because I mean, look at AEW. Kenny Omega's in charge of the women's division, and a lot of people praise it, and a lot of people just say this is the absolute worst I've ever seen. Now, if you can have a decisive, better women's division, then you know that's kind of half the battle won. Well, I hate to say, it, in the US, the NXT women's division is probably the best division outside yeah, outside of Japan. That is the best women's division. Yeah. Because you got, you know, stardom in Japan and Josie wrestling or whatever. But outside of the, you know, Japan and... Don't get me wrong, AEW's got some good people. Like, I like Shida. You know, I like Rio when she's around. But it's mainly the Japanese girls that, you know, get the shots in it. So, yeah. it's one of them. Like, I'm not disregarding what, what Kenny's doing or whatever. I think they find, they're still finding their feet. It's only a year old company. Yeah. People forget that. People are quick to criticise. It's only been around for a year. I mean, how long did ECW take to, you know, really click? 
Do you know what I mean? No, it's true. It's true. It took You've at least find that kind of... groove and their niche. And it took about five to six years for ECW to kind of get to the point that AEW is kind of at right now with pay-per-views and TV. So, you know, I think they're learning as they go. And hopefully they, you know, get better. But like I said, yeah. to me, that NXT Women's Division, you can't fault it. And the wrestling's top-notch as well. Like yeah. you watch it for the wrestling, you don't watch it because it's women's wrestling. You know what I mean? You watch it just That's because true. they're they're good top quality wrestlers. Yeah, I think uh, next Monday is going to be a bit of an interesting one. Have you heard who's returning to discuss her future? Who? Rousey. Is she? Yeah, she's been announced for next week's Raw. Okay, so, so she's going to have Shayna Baszler. She's kind of disappeared. Well, I think Shayna's going to come out and be like, look, you ain't been here, I've been here, and do that angle, innit? If she doesn't announce that she's pregnant, because there's a lot of rumours swirling around that that's the reason she's coming back. She's coming back to basically say goodbye for now, kind of thing. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if she... It'll be one extreme or the other. It's either going to be, I'm pregnant... Um, you know, I'll see you in a couple of years or something. Or she's going to come back and be like, right, I'm back. To be fair, I don't... I like, like, to, I like her in WWE. I'll just see how it goes. I'm not, I'm not that much... You know, I ain't a huge fan. I ain't a, you know, I'm not a hater. And I, like, you know, she's not, you know, good or bad. But, you know, she has injured a lot of people. So, I know being a legit fighter kind of, you know, kind of, you know, does come into it. But, you know, if you're going to work, you know, in that company, you're going to have to work safe, and I think she did. No, a lot of the women's wrestlers are saying, look, he injured us, he gave us concussions or whatever. You know, it's the same thing with Nia Jackson, what she did to Kari, and it's so. That's, yeah, but she did this car saying twice. That's why they banned the buckle bomb now again. Nia Jax needs to just oh. step away. That was Seth's, Seth's favourite move. The buckle bomb. And I, they banned that. You know. And now we've got um, Seamus versus Jeff Hardy's. The junkie, supposedly. <laughs> that angle was odd, man. Jeff. Well, Jeff's going to win that one easy. Um, Jeff's winning that. It's a whole problem. You I can't, can't believe he's allowing it, but fair play. You can't give him a push like that and then fucking make him lose. It's just stupid. I'd give him one last title run before he retires. I really would. Yeah, give him a universal belt and then if he wants to. Go be brother Nero and AEW them do his thing and it. Yeah. You know what I mean. Then you got um. Bailey and a triple threat women's tag match, which is a shocker to me that Sasha and Bailey won it. Is the mm-hmm. weird one? So what is it? Is it the Iconics yeah, versus and Cross, Bailey yeah. and? I like the Iconics being back. I like the Iconics. I just I like them full stop, Yeah. <laughs> I I think that. I can't keep flip-flopping it, though. No, you can't. You know what I mean? So, if you're going to keep it, you might as well keep it on Bailey and Sasha. I just can't. Sasha Banks just does my head in. I just can't. I just don't. You know, know, I don't don't mind Bliss and Cross bringing it back, but it's just one of them. You can't keep on just kind of hot potatoing the, uh, the women's belts. Yeah, you can't do it. It's bad. And then you got Cruz and Andrade and and Andrade. Again. Cruz will retain. Yes. It's too early into his run. Yep. And uh, that's it for that. And the other news, we had um, the revival, you know, now known as FTR, turn up in um, AEW. Yeah, but they're um, saying they're saying they're on a handshake deal, so there's no, no deal put in place or anything. They're just working on the 
on the random. Which is good. I mean, technically, that means they could go New Japan. They could. It's yeah. the best kind of deal to have. Yeah, I suppose. And they're, they're doing that one-off thing with um, um, the Young Bucks, which has been what years in the making. That would be a good match. They're gonna have their their pay per view, and you see. Yeah. Like on TV, down in like a two week pay-per-view thing where Brian Cage gets his title shot and stuff like that in it. So Brian Cage is not gonna win the title on his first. I don't think so. I'd be surprised. You know. I think uh I'll be really surprised. Moxley's gonna hold on to that title for a while. Yeah. I think Moxley's holding on to that title for a good while. And uh in other news, uh in Japanese news, yep. New Japan is finally back. It is. Which is a happy days for everybody who's a New Japan fan. And the, so, do, you, do you want to explain what the how it's going to work? Because you had to explain it to me. Basically, what they're starting off is like everybody else. Like they're starting off with a. Well, they're basically starting back up with the New Japan Cup, which was cancelled. But obviously, they got a limited roster due to travel restrictions going on right now. So. They're mixing yeah. it up with between heavyweights and you know junior heavyweights, which they never do. Which is, well, they've kind of been doing, but they haven't done it at a full scale. Yeah. You know I mean, like this, but now they got you know half the roster. They kind of have to mix things up, don't they? Yeah. Which is, uh, I'll be interesting. Just the matchups are really interesting to see. You can find the, obviously, the New Japan. Um, I take it around. Zack Sabre Jr. and Zack Sabre Jr. and Koto Bushi is the first one of the first cup matches. Okay, cool. So they're in Japan, so the travel restrictions haven't affected them. What about Will Ospreay? He's in England, so he can't come. Oh, that sucks. So Will's out. Somebody else is out as well. Uh, a few of the people in Jay White's out because he's in the States. Uh, that's the two main big ones, I think. You know, two main big so basically, stars. the two two of the people that you'd really kind of pick to win it, <laughs> not in the country. Well, you know, you had you got people like you know, you got uh, you know, all the Japanese people out there like Ishii and you know, um, Hiram was in the tournament the first time ever, so you know he's the junior champion. Everyone kind of missed the match between them and Naito. So everyone's kind of predicted, you know, Hiroma and Naito. So. Okay. And when does all this kick off? Well, they're having a special show. I think it's Friday. And okay. then everything, the whole cup kicks off on the Monday or Tuesday. And then it finishes on, in July on the 15th and 16th. So it's a month long single elimination tournament. And see, we'll get, they're gonna see. I, I think they're gonna see how it goes because at the beginning, I'm in empty arenas. Yeah. And then, like, at, for the final two days, I'm in a third capacity. And then after that, I don't know what they're gonna do after that. If the travel restrictions are gonna be lifted from other countries and that, and how they're gonna work things from there. So it's gonna be interesting because I think they're gonna move G one. Like I think G one is gonna be probably after New Japan Cup, like right after maybe August September because the Olympics ain't on so. Okay, uh, so what you you reckon? Was that Wrestle Kingdom? No, the G one and that you know oh. precedes Wrestle. You know they're gonna have. I think they're gonna have two tournaments all lined up ready to go. For a moment, then I was thinking, wait, does that mean Wrestle Kingdom is gonna be in like August September? No, that's January, and but I think they're gonna only be. A, I think Wrestle Kingdom's still going to be only half capacity. I mean, that's a long way away. I mean, it, it all depends on what, what happens with... I'd like to think that everything will kind of be back to a little bit of normality by then, but I, I think that's being optimistic. Yeah, people are still wary about travelling and shit, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, people yeah. are wary about it, but the, at the moment, they haven't got the option. Whereas by then, this will have... The dust, the dust won't have settled on it, but this won't be, you know, 
all that occupies the news around the world and i think people will have will have had about six months of looking at people's experiences traveling abroad hopefully it hasn't turned out to be that bad and then you know i suppose you know it feels we won't know until we're allowed to do it kind of thing i mean at the moment in the uk they've just pretty much a well no they've made it they've announced it now so if you go to a country that's a high risk country if you go there for a week, upon your return back to the UK, you're going to have to self-isolate for two weeks. So, for example, if we went to Japan, we would go to Japan, we would go see Wrestle Kingdom, but then we'd come back and then we'd have to basically self-isolate for two weeks. Yeah, after quarantine for two weeks. So, so for a week's holiday, we'd have to book three weeks off work. <laughs> and that's... You would. I'd normally be off anyway around that time, so... Mm. For me, it's like... Mm, for see. you, it's doable. For me, it's... I mean, don't get me wrong. I I tend to, as a general rule, for some reason, I always have the beginning, practically the first month of January off anyway. So I could actually probably do it, but it's just a bit of a pain, you know. I think, and, and as well, who are going to stick to it, really? But the thing is, what we were talking about, it's the pain of going through the airport now. It's going to be extra pain we, unless unless you get coronavirus. I think they're going to ask for coronavirus tests like maybe a week before you go. Like obviously because you get you if you do go to a different country you may want to get injections or whatever. So you're going to get that test but you have to wait for your results and hopefully there'll be a, a quicker turnaround than what you think. And then I think now when you go to Dubai airport you have to have a 20... But, that's 20 minutes gone because you have to have an antibody test mm-hmm. and uh, and if you got it you're fucking stuck there in Dubai for two weeks exactly you know what I mean it's big it's a big risk to take and to travel isn't it yeah you know, I and mean then, you, you can you can feel absolutely fine and have the virus yeah and that's the issue that, that our governments and countries don't want to even acknowledge do you know what I mean and you can open also, up everything Fair dues, you open up everything, but you don't know who's got it, and you don't, you know, if it's petered out until you test every single person in the country. And who's going to go and, like, let's say, you know, you you buy your tickets for to Japan, you buy your flights, you get your accommodation, you pay for your Wrestle Kingdom ticket, you just blew, well, you just spent, let's a grand call it, and a grand half. and a half, and then you literally get to one of the airports and they turn around and say, yeah, you can't go. Yeah, and then you fucked, didn't it? You know, you basically just... You'd have to spend your then spending money to be stuck in Dubai for two weeks and then fly home. Yeah, and that's a big... That's a huge risk to take, isn't it? It's a big financial risk. It's a big... I... I'm happy I went last year, to be fair, before it all hit the fucking fan. Eh? You came back at the right time. I just came back just at the right time. I, I just got. People and then like, you were ill when you came back. <laughs> and people are like, "Oh, you're so lucky!" And I was like, "Yeah, fucking, I am." Because I could have been stuck in Japan for, even though I have my travel insurance and shit. You know what I mean? It's just they give you a place to stay and whatever. Like it's just, you know, it's a, uh, it's just a risk, isn't it? It's, you got to weigh the cons with the, you know. The pros with the yeah, cons, but... You just hope that anybody who's getting on the plane you should have been tested. I... You know what I mean? To... I think now, I think a lot of countries... Are... If it doesn't peter out, like, you know, SARS or whatever, like the first SARS virus, if it doesn't completely disappear and never comes back again, like first SARS did, then things will be back to normal, isn't it? But if... I don't think I'll be leaving... I don't think I'll be going abroad for the next couple of years, if I'm honest. If it doesn't, then obviously you just hope that like the laws in different countries stay that like if you're gonna travel to a certain country you're gonna have to have a test before you go and then a test maybe at the airport in it. But then it's like an extra you have to add an extra hour on for everything like that in it. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, I feel sorry for you know, everybody who works in the traveling industry because it's fucked them it's up. It's the enough. one, yeah, it's the one thing that's going to take the longest to recover. And even when it does recover, it's it's not going to be what it was. Yeah. Guess I have to wait and see and what happens with them. But I don't want to end on a sad note. But Well, no, I mean, there's, you know, there's stuff to look forward to. I think there's silver linings are that things have started to, you know, I mean, pick I'm, up a bit. You know, I'm going to watch the New Japan Cup. I'm going to try and do it daily just so I've got something that I can follow and... Mm. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a good tournament. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to, yeah. you know, it passes that time. I mean, by the time we get it here in the UK, so I mean, let's say it's on Friday, we'd be like a day behind. But yeah, you know, that eight hours ahead, I need to remember. So. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, okay, if it's the first show on like Monday or whatever, well, it'll be here Monday afternoon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're like eight hours ahead of us. So. But that Monday afternoon-ish, Monday evening, isn't it? So we won't be too far behind. We'll just be like a couple of hours behind. You know, and it's, yeah. it's a good thing to sit and watch because, you know, you've got your your American wrestling, which everyone's used to, and you've got your household names. And sometimes it is good to, you know, see, you know, new characters, new stables, you know, perhaps experience wrestlers or kind of wrestling styles that you you're not used to or accustomed to. Take this opportunity because we've, you know, with the whole New Japan thing, you've you've just been gifted a tournament. Yeah, literally, we've just we've just been gifted a tournament that was cancelled. So, yeah. So you know, that's take it for what it is, and it. Be happy yeah. with getting. Be happy you're getting stuff, and at least. Like, and if you know, you're a Pokemon fan, you've got the Pokemon DLC coming out on the seventeenth. Yeah, which is not far away. I would no, give next uh, week. if anybody likes, if anybody's angry and wants to beat people up legally, I would give Streets of Rage for a spin, uh, <laughs> just for the soundtrack and everything. I forgot to mention the uh, quality documentary series from Vice, Dark Side of the Ring season two, was. Absolutely brilliant from start to finish. Yeah, I think I I, uh, I learned a lot of stuff by watching them. You know, I mean, obviously I, I knew roughly or had an idea of like who the Von Erichs were in, you know, Texas and how big they were, and you know they they were like superheroes. They were like a household name. They've got comics yeah. written about them, and the, can I, mean, I say you had a fair point about. Um, D. Brown and Godfather being in every other Practically episode. All of them. And Jerry Cohen, like, Jim Ross, and like fucking hell. It's just reoccurring people who are just there, and it's like, you know, how much shit have you seen? How much have you been through? I think Jim Ross has been through a lot. I mean, the one thing that I took away from, I mean, the one, I think my two favorite episodes are probably the Von Erichs one, because it, it was just soul history. You know, I mean, their poor dad. I mean, it was like every time he'd pick up the phone or answer the door, one of his sons had either died or killed themselves. It was mm-hmm. like, Jesus. And the other one was, I like the um, the Brawl for All one. Yeah, oh, the UWF one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The fucking, J, what is it, J.J. Abrams. No, no, that's a film director, but the guy who'd made the UWF and he was just banging prostitutes left, right and centre. I mean, it was the. I thought the new was, Jack was one the was. The new Jack the one. Fuck you know. Fuck me, that was. Oh, that was disturbing. <laughs> new, it was basically just an hour of new Jack, like, I take cocaine. <laughs> I'll go and hurt people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was it. That was it, yeah. Like, I'll just fuck you up. So there's no reasoning <laughs> behind it, but it was interesting to me. Like, you know, he'd been through domestic. But he didn't technically go through his mum went through domestic violence and yeah, so it kinda of affected the person who he was and you know I mean I felt the, the uh what was it the real tournament they tried to have the was it the Brawl for all? That's what I'm on about the I th- Yeah, I thought that was interesting. And the David Schultz one was interesting as well. Yeah. And the and, I mean, uh, the, the Road Warriors one with 
Hawk and Animal. I thought that was good. I mean, the Chris Benoit one was... That was. I mean, that was a two-parter, but yeah, I mean, that, that was... Heart-wrenching and disturbing. It was um, very disturbing. I thought the Owen Hart one was quite disturbing as well. You know. I think with the Owen Hart one, it was very short. It, it felt as though it was... I don't know. I think they just focused on that that one area, not his whole career. So, I mean, the one thing that comes out of all of this is it, it doesn't make wrestling look bad. It makes WWE look bad. Well, you're kind of throwing a new Jack one there. Fucking ECW took a, you know, didn't look great from it. Well, even though it's defunct. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So... You know, I suppose you know, every sport has its dark things, doesn't it? It's not just wrestling, but because it's you know a, a quasi sport that is not fully real, that people kind of you know always disregard it, don't they? And say you're fucking yeah. you know the wrestling fans are always touchy about things, and so yeah, that's true. I thought it was. Like, I'm gonna go back and watch season one because. I haven't watched season one, so they're all uh, yeah, they're all good. I mean, I've I've watched, I've watched all of them. I mean, but I'd happily kind of sit down and watch them all again. I'm gonna watch season one at some point. I'm watching the last dance at the moment, which is pretty interesting. Even if you don't like basketball, it's just a really interesting documentary. If you want to watch something good um, on, uh, you know, let me get it up because the, the name of it has just escaped my mind because my mind is a little bit all over the place at the moment. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Is it on the Netflix? It is on the Netflix. Yeah, if you want to watch something entertaining, it's Space Force. Okay. It's, um... I mean, it's got John Malkovich in it, it's got Steve Carell, and it's basically... I'll read you the synopsis. Four-star general, Mark Nayad, leader of the newly created Space Force, is pressured... Well, basically, it's Steve, Steve Carell, people know him from the American office and things like that. yeah. He's um, put in charge of like a space station who are given the goal of colonizing the moon. Okay. And John Malkovich, I mean, John Malkovich, John Malkovich, the guy's a legend. He's basically like his number one consultant and he's the one who kind of plans everything. And it's just like a really kind of well put together dark comedy. So basically, it's what Elon <laughs> so Musk is doing. Yeah. For Mars. Yeah, it's so good. But, but they're doing it on the moon. Not on Mars. We're doing it on the moon. Uh, so. Uh, it's so it's just funny, <laughs> and it's also got um, what's her name, Lisa Kudrow, Kudrow, out of it, the one who played Phoebe and Friends. She's in it as well. Okay. It's just uh, it was enjoyable. Okay. It's uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, so I highly recommend it. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think that's a TV talk. Uh, I think that's it now. Uh, you can get us at at Breeze underscore shooting on Twitter. And I'm at at the Broken Point One on Twitter as well now. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't tweet much about wrestling, but I did send a message to New Japan that they retweeted, which was quite nice. How did you do? Did they? Yeah, yeah. The video. I did a video, kind of saying oh, I'm happy you're back and whatever. And uh, a lot of people did like it and I kind of you know I got in contact with them so I just want to say thank you to the people who like my tweet and got in contact with I need me to, I need to take a look at that I didn't even know you'd done that <laughs> yeah you'll I find it, you it on my it out on our page you'll find it out on my uh, Twitter where are you the broken point one um yeah I think that's it then um yeah uh, as always everyone stay safe Take care and get in contact with us about anything, about wrestling, whatever, you know, predictions. You know, get involved with the show any way you can. And we'll be happy to hear from you and 
take your predictions on board and you know uh, we'll be back for a backlash review and a um, last ride review because the yes, last two episodes episode of the last ride are next well this Monday and well this Sunday and next Sunday so we'll review them as well excellent uh, that's it yeah. uh, you check out my video I will do I'm going to have a look at it now I've got it here in front of me I'm going to play it once we're done alright take care safe take, take care, care. Thank you.